0: Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Hey, 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 my friends! You have tuned into the home of conservative, not bitter talking. Yes, I am your host, Todd Huff, back at it here, back in the saddle again. As my wife and I were gone for a few days, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to uh, my good friend Chris Dunham. And by the way, I. Know that when you're listening on the radio, sometimes it's, um, the, you know, the the name, um, his name's not spelled <laughs> normally as you may hear it. It's it's not Chris Dunham. It's Krish K R I S H. Krish. He's from India, and then Dunham D H A N A M. Krish Dunham, which uh, he's. A dear friend of our, um, my brother, of course, uh, is, is very close with him. I've gotten to know Chris over the past past several years, many years now. Um, good to have him fill in it. And also for, for Micah Beckwith as well, I appreciate um, the help. And I appreciate you as well, hanging in there with us until we get back at it. I want to say a couple of things about uh, this, this little, short little trip that my wife and I um, had, had taken here. This is something that's been, I guess, planned for some time. And I just I ran out of time and forgot to mention before I took off on, on Friday of last week. So, apologize for that. But we went to, um, to Fort Lauderdale, and I want to say thank you to um, TV40, which is where we have our TV show Monday night at 930 If you haven't seen the show, I invite you to do that and find out that, yes, in fact, I do have a face for radio, but um, they were kind enough to invite us on a a trip uh, to Fort Lauderdale. And I hadn't been before. I'd been to Southern Florida, but really more to the Keys. Um, I think I'd been through Miami before, but never really to Fort Lauderdale and just... Stunning, beautiful weather. Had a great time, and it's good to good to be back. And again, thank you to uh, TV40 for taking us, um, inviting us to to tag along. So, back at it today. Did you see? I read this as we were coming back from Florida. I saw that Facebook is actually in the process. Possibly, they're teasing this out there rebranding they're gonna I've, I've read a couple different stories here but rebranding trying to put everything under one umbrella and whatever else and it got me to thinking they're, they're, they're talking about changing their name and of course you think about this and you think that's a major i don't know a major investment a major risk a major change an adjustment that needs to be taking place um, from Facebook, right? Facebook, I think, when Zuckerberg, I never watched the movie or I didn't, you know, none of that stuff, but wasn't it the Facebook at some point in time when they started it? Anyway, so they're talking about changing their, changing their name from Facebook, and so I was asking asking Oz uh, to, to throw around some names because I think this is a great opportunity for us to, well, brand them for what they for what Facebook really is. And of course, you know, the one of the common words is fake book. Now look, if you use Facebook, I, this is not, uh I always hate talking about this because I don't like to criticize something that someone loves everywhere different. I genuinely loathe social media platforms. I just do. Now, I say that, I want you to know for those that connect with us on there, I'm cool with that. I don't care to communicate through there. I don't want you to think that. I just, I don't do stuff privately on there. I just, I just don't. Um, fact, I think, I think everything we've, I think my personal page is just sharing the show. I'm almost, I I can't even think of anything I would post on Facebook. It's not, it's not in my interest or it's not how I communicate. It's not what I find interesting. I'm a, I'm a face-to-face guy. I'm a, uh, at least a verbal guy, right? And you lose a lot of that on Facebook. And, it was also, you know, the generation I grew up in, many of you as well. Uh, I'm a child I'm a child of the 80s, I was born on the last day of 1977, four minutes till midnight. For the tax break, my dad will tell you, boy, there's a story that goes along with that as well. But anyway, I just it's not my thing. However you you cut it up, slice it, and dice it. it just isn't really my particular thing, but I know a lot of people, and you've seen some of these studies, and I'm gonna you know just tell you what the studies say this studies are what they are right studies studies tell us general things that well, the researchers have learned so long as they're not trying to manipulate and lie to us, which also happens, of course as you know as well. But, not suggesting it's the case with these studies, but it always certainly can be. So, but a lot of folks, a lot of studies will show that the more time someone spends on social media, the less content they are. Um, and it's because of this name, the fake book, right? Fake book, it, it's for some people, they want to live their lives through the camera, right? They want to... They want to give off an impression. You know, we talked about Facebook changing its brand. Facebook's Facebook wants you to think and feel a certain way about it, and they're trying to achieve that result with how they position themselves, talk about themselves, interact with their customers, what they call them, you know, what the name of the company is, all this stuff. But the the customers, the the users on Facebook, are the same uh, kind of the same way, right? They want to look. Not all, if you're on there, I'm not saying. In fact, I know a lot of people who are on there just to snoop, look at other people's stuff, but some people want to post and and make it look like something that maybe they're really not. Hence the name Fakebook. Oz also threw out the name Big Brother. I mean, heavens, Big Brother, they are everywhere. Facebook knows more about you than probably you know about you. So maybe if Facebook is being honest as they talk about the rebrand here, maybe they should... Look into something like Big Brother. I also suggested Censor Book. <laughs> c- c- censor Book. It would actually be more accurate because I, the people I have encountered in my day to day life, many of them have been censored on Facebook. Now I will tell you that there are some that I know, um, not most, but some that just broke Facebook's rules. I mean, out and out, they did stuff that they shouldn't have done. And it was at least understandable why well, they got in trouble by Facebook. But a lot of folks are just sharing information that comes from conservative sources. Sources that fake book or Facebook or censor book or whatever they're going to be here, they've determined to be inaccurate. I mean, you look at the people that they've taken down. I mean, they've taken Trump off the platform. Trump's trying to get his – I think I saw he's, he's considering – well, there's – the legal routes and so forth uh, for, for returning back to, to Facebook. But that's – why is that? They they want you to believe that they're stepping in to stop Trump from using Facebook and using Fakebook and using Censorbook and Big Brother to basically uh, overthrow the government. That's what they want you to believe. January 6th, insurrection. Trump's involved. By the way, Bannon is going to uh, – is fighting himself in – some hot water with the this charade. I'm just, this January sixth committee is a, is a pure sham and charade. And of course, Liz Cheney is playing right into their hands. She loves the press. She loves uh, being able to get praised by them when she talks about uh, Bannon. Of course, being an organizer and a planner for this, and then how that, of course, implicates Trump and all this stuff. Right. So we've got got all these things happening here um with with facebook but if you if if you share information that's posted by someone that facebook or fake book or whatever doesn't like or agree with they will uh by extension you'll get warned don't be sharing this stuff that's the content of these messages who do you think you are don't you know that you should be a democrat You should share stuff by Media Matters and MSNBC and CNN. We don't need to fact check these guys. That's the impression anyway. Of course, nothing could be further from the truth. That's living in a fantasy la-la world. But nonetheless, Censorbook is perhaps an appropriate name as well because, because they candidly have censored a big chunk of people who have an ideology that Facebook executives... And, really, Facebook uh, grassroots, you know, the, the, the people on the front lines at Facebook making decisions, um, people that they disagree with. I think maybe they should just call their platform Happy Little Socialists. I told Oz, that's what they're teaching people. This is what they're promoting. Now, of course, they want you to think, no, man, we're not promoting anything. We're creating a place for people to have dialogue and connect and grow and, you know have groups and get to know people and all this kind of stuff. And that's fine. Again, I don't have any problem with that. I think you should be a little skeptical of some of the things, at least a little, that you see on there. But anyhow, that's all fine. But what they're promoting at the end of the day is this idea of happy little utopian socialists. So maybe that should be the name. But as I thought about this, I really think... I really think if they're talking about putting everything under one umbrella, I'm on board with this. I'm on board with them putting everything under one umbrella, but they need to call it what it is. And as I've thought about this, the name that they should choose is right there for all of us to see. And it's it's perfect. It it is a match made in heaven because then the transparency comes into play. Then we all get to see, they'll admit. By the name, who they really are and what they're really seeking to do, which you saw, this you've probably seen the stories about Zuckerberg and um, the amount of money he invested to push votes one way or the other, which of course is to the left. But I think I think you look at this and you realize that who Mark Zuckerberg, who his company is, is the DNC. They should just call it. DNC, DNC book. I don't care. They can keep the book if they want. But that's really who they need to brand with. They're wanting to brand with their other social media platforms, and that's all well and good. You should probably call them a version of DNC as well, Democratic National Committee. So I think that that's probably the route that they should go if they believe in honesty, if they believe in transparency, if they believe in accurately depicting and calling themselves who they are letting the rest of the world know exactly what they believe, what they stand for. A quick time out here. Good to be back. Back here in just a minute. Time. Welcome back, my friends. By the way, program brought to you by our good friends at Greg Hubler. Chevrolet in Canby, which is this right outside the city of Indianapolis, right down State Road 67. In fact, I was telling someone uh, the other day, our, our church is located in In fact, Greg is neighbors with the church we attend, um, which is in Canby. When I was a kid, Mooresville and Canby were like, that's I thought of Canby as being part of Mooresville, but... Uh, Campy's really now an extension of Indianapolis, so it's not far down sixty-seven. They've got uh, they take great care of you. This is where we we bought our um, Ford F three hundred and fifty, which is what we used to pull um, our fifth wheel as we're going around the nation on the Truth Tour. So check them out give them a chance to earn your business. They will do whatever they can bend over backwards. Great, great guys. I really mean this. Greg is a guy that I've uh, I consider uh, a friend now um, as well. So Greg Hubler, just outside just outside of Indianapolis down State Road 67. GregHublerChevy.com to find out more. So, you know, a couple things I want to make sure I get to today. You know we've been out for a few days. A lot of stuff is going on. I saw this apparently a rumor going around that Mansion Joe Mansion, um, is considering. Now I'm looking here as well as at a at an article that is already getting out in front of this, and saying it is not true. But I'm just going to mention it. Um, Joe Mansion. It had been reported. It again. I'm not. I don't want you to to think that this is going to happen. So please, I just want to use this as an an illustration to show just how much in disarray the Democrat Party is. See, Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin is, uh, I would say, a, a, a blue dog Democrat, a Reagan Democrat. He's liberal, of course, in some ways, but the guy's not an out and out socialist. The guy is not living in a fantasy world. The guy look he's been all that has stood between um, America and hardworking Americans and people who believe in this country has founded an out and out socialism. I mean, he really is. You could throw Kirsten cinema in there. Potentially as well. And there's a political factor. I don't want to make this into more um, of an ideological thing for Joe Manchin than it actually is. Now, he's out there denying it. In fact, this uh, 4X Live website, which I believe I saw this on the Bongino Report, in this particular story... It's the headline is: Mansion denies the report that he mentioned the possibility to Biden of leaving Democratic Party. Manchin says the report is bull excrement. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm going to read a bit of this. A report from Mother Jones that moderate J- uh, Senator Joe Manchin was considering leaving the Democratic Party has been doing the rounds for an hour. He was quick to deny it, saying it was. B.S. with a capital B. Guess it would also have. He used the full word, um, but I guess if you uh, abbreviate it, I guess it would have a capital S as well. I didn't ask him that. Continues here. the report, The report is full of details that make it tough to discount, though it's filled with anonymous sources. Which again, this is this is modern journalism. Anonymous sources. I know you know this, but I mean I wish more people knew how much the media uses anonymous sources, unnamed sources. Um and they they don't verify this or they'll use some people to to verify their own you know reports and so forth. I mean it's it's they're professional deceivers. I I I call them that on here and I'm not exaggerating. They're paid They are paid uh, to deceive you. In many cases, not all of them, but a big chunk of them. And so anonymous sources is one one thing that's used. I also personally like when eight reporters write one story because then it's hard to find. It's like they give themselves cover. So if we're all culpable, then none of us are culpable, I guess, is the the thinking there. But there's other tactics and techniques that, that they use as well. Anyway, so... He's out there saying, "Look, I'm not. I'm not thinking of switching. Now, I don't know. Does that mean he's he would if if he's really is considering this or threatened that? Does he become an independent? It just seems weird to me that he's going to become an independent um, because he in, what still caucus with the Democrats. What does this look like? I mean, these folks." You know they don't like to give up their positions of power. You, you you threaten the party leaders, Chuck Schumer in the Senate, Nancy Pelosi in the House. At least as of right now, I mean you'll you'll be permanently blackballed, blacklisted in um, in certain circles, right? You won't you won't have a committee chairmanship, and these folks, they, I mean they they covet this, right? I mean they. This is what it's all about. It's about the accumulation of power, it's about moving up the ladder, it's about you know being the person that can sit with the uh the gavel at the podium and tell everybody else to shut up and all this sort of stuff. And there's a lot of stake, right? And Mansion State is interesting. Right? They are huge Trump supporters, um but they they vote for this Democrat and it's you know they're not radical leftists in general. They're um, they're union Democrats who um, are not radical, right? They're not extreme socialists. They're not. They they don't believe they're not AOC supporters. They're not uh, Rashida Tlaib folks. These are folks who, if if the entire Democrat Party believed what the Democrats who vote for Joe Manchin, by and large, in in uh, West Virginia, believe we would have much much less problems on our hands in this country when it came to thinking about the problems ushered in by today's democratic party so all that being said mansions out there denying it but it to me whether he whether he said it or not we're at a point to where this sort of story gets traction this if it's rumors or maybe manchin's really thinking this i i wouldn't doubt that he thinks that he's considered these things i i think that the guy um you know he's been around politics for a while he's he's not an idiot um, he can see the tea leaves and re- read the writing on the wall um so i'm sure he's he's considered these things especially his as he's getting more and more and more pressure to vote for things i uh, like the removal of the filibuster which he's not in favor of when he's looking, uh, being forced to or not forced, but coerced and pressured to vote in favor of uh, environmental regulations that would create a massive problem for his particular state, a coal-producing state, which he's he's expressed this right. Which now this price tag on this piece of legislation is what one point seven five to one point nine trillion which again at least some of this and maybe even all of this is just um you know some some trick accounting uh, but there's some things that mansion says he's not gonna you know go along with which include things that make it hard to use coal and that's gonna hurt his state i mean kudos to the guy for this i i respect this i you know there's an argument to be to be made where you know this is a stand of principle someone might believe that some people might say look this is all political it's a, it's a no brainer for him and that's true as well doesn't mean both can't be true but the point is the point is where it to me we're in an environment where this is even being uh considered or being rumored right if if Biden was doing a good job which there's no way on God's green earth he can because he embraces ideas that are morally bankrupt and are candidly the root cause of almost every problem we face in this nation today, the the, the broken ideology of the radical left and the broken worldview as well. And And you look at this and… There's nothing going good. In fact, I saw a poll that showed what? His numbers amongst independents, his favorability or approval rating, I guess it is, is 28%. 28%? I was telling my wife as we were traveling back. uh, I think we actually had to stop in – well, we stopped in Charlotte. But I told her, I said, you don't – these folks running the Democrat Party are a lot of things, but they are not stupid and they know you do not win elections. You do not win elections with twenty-eight percent approval rating amongst moderates or independents, right? You just you don't do that. It's not the math. <laughs> the math isn't there. Sorry, I'm thinking about some of these uh, these claims about election fraud, which I'm not laughing at. That I'm just thinking the math either has to be created by coming up with it somewhere else, which there isn't anywhere else. they've got all the leftists or um, you got to do something else I guess. But the bottom line here is that we are in an, in an environment where this is actually being rumored because it's it's at least believable to some extent and it's believable to some extent because the Democrat Party is an absolute unmitigated dumpster fire. the country. Now, I don't mean the country as it's being run by the free people. I mean the way this country is being managed and run is an absolute dumpster fire. We've talked about this a lot. It's so bad, it's so bad that now there's rumors or maybe even a real comment made by Manchin along the way. Manchin, again, denies it. But at least there's something about it that's believable to think that Joe Manchin would consider leaving the Democrat Party. He's getting all this pressure, all this pressure from the likes of Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, other Democrats in the House, virtually every other, uh, sorry, Democrats in the Senate, every person on the Hill who's a Democrat who's saying this is our chance. And, you know, I hope he stands firm. I've got, I'm under no illusion here that we're dealing with um, just people that we need to be emulating here so i don't know if they're gonna if he's gonna follow through with this or not he's been he's said things consistently i will say that he's he's said the consistent message all along that he's not going to support certain things and he's not going to support a certain price tag and the negotiations are moving the direction that he's kind of put you know the direction where he's standing or sitting so democrat party is in such disarray, or I should say that the nation is in such disarray after just nine months. Nine months? I mean, it it is just unbelievable to think about. Nine months yesterday, right? Nine months. Folks, this is the time, this is the term, you know, of a pregnancy. Nine months, which is not that long for folks to be in charge. And it went from promising, hopeful, people believing, having optimistic outlooks, all that sort of stuff and I get covid and covid happened and and that changed people's outlooks too, even with Trump in office. But you compare and contrast and they have they have made it impossible for the average person to have any faith. They've made it impossible for a person with half a brain to have any faith. And of course, I you know this, I know this. They're not going to run the country the right way anyway, but it's it's so obvious for anybody who wants to see it. That's why I say there's never been a better time to convince people to consider the truths of constitutional conservatism. There really hasn't been. I gotta take a break. Continue when we get back. I'm your conservative not better host Todd Huff back in just a minute. And- Welcome back. So, all right. We, again, we, there's a a port, a port, a shipping port in, in Fort Lauderdale, where we were last, the past few days. And I noticed there were some ships, you know, off the coast, anchored, waiting to get into port. And I had seen, I had seen all of these, Uh, you know we all know that there's supply issues in this country right now and there are some ports that are way backed up i mean way over the top backed up and so there's i i asked some of the locals down there is this is this something that's new seeing these ships parked out there no that that's common i was told that that's the way that that it is people are trying to get into port and it just just takes some time so that particular port isn't apparently from what i'm being what i was told isn't really backed up like some of these others and you've seen i've seen videos of of people who are showing the ships that are backed up they can't get into port and you've got a supply problem um you know free market economics i don't want to oversimplify but based on this concept of supply and demand and right now there's a demand that supply is having trouble meeting and why is that why is why are businesses why are companies having a, tr- a difficult time meeting the demand now there's always the case in a free market it's always a possibility that there's a correction right there's uh, sometimes demand may spike, and then people realize that they got too excited about a product, or really the economy wasn't as strong as they wanted. And you know, there's corrections, right? That's that's a possibility. But generally speaking, when there's a problem in, in our, you know, supply well, supply side economics, it's almost always or very very commonly because the government's put its hands on the scale right and and the administration first they want to ignore that there is a problem like they do in the on the southern border like they did in Afghanistan and continue to do in Afghanistan when they're actually asked about it because there's still people in Afghanistan that apparently I guess I of course they matter but to the media to the narrative to the folks who actually can do something about it, it doesn't appear that that's, that that's the case. Anyway, when you look at the way that the administration – and I, I got a soundbite from, uh, from Jen Psaki. She was asked about you know, um, supply, you know, how what's going on, what's the administration think about it. And there's this question, and I just want you to listen. I have to play it after the break now. I was just showing me that we're past the – I need to take a break to fit everything in as they formatted as closely as possible as as what we need to be. But just it demonstrates so much about what these leftists believe, the smugness, the arrogance, the self-righteousness, the complete lack of concern for people involved in the – selling of certain products, I don't know if it's, it may be news to Jen but it doesn't matter what the product is, that's somebody's livelihood, in fact, if you go back to the days of the pandemic, when we're talking about um, essential services, I remember saying at the time, and I stand by it, if it's your job, it's essential, if it's your business, it is essential, wouldn't the government tell us what's essential, what in the world, who do they think they are? You're essential, you're not. How about you sit down and shut up and stay in your own lane and not tell me what I do is essential or not because that is my livelihood. That is how I provide for my family. That's how I put food on the table, send my kids to college, if I even want to do that in today's messed up world. Such a waste of an investment in so many circumstances and situations because of the stuff they're taught, the way they're taught to hate this country, sometimes subtly, sometimes very openly. I'm going to take a timeout. We'll come back. I'm going to play that soundbite and just talk about just their inability to be uh, empathetic, sympathetic, rational human beings. Quick timeout. Back here in just a minute. My friends, so I told you before the break, and I'm going to deliver here. We're gonna play a soundbite. In fact, in fact, I was talking with Oz. Oz thinks, you know, you've heard me say that I think Kamala Harris is her and Hillary. I really believe this. Politics, what they believe aside, just the likability factor. I think they are the two most unlikable politicians today now i know a lot of people would say trump but the people hate trump i don't i don't think that that's true i think for people that actually see him now some people are just offended by him but kamala completely unlikable hillary completely unlikable i said she's jen saki yeah <laughs> not necessarily a politician she's speaking on behalf of a politician president biden um but I says she's giving Kamala a run for her money as far as the most unlikable, uh, maybe person in, in politics, and she's just so smug. Now I'm not going to play. Oz and I were listening to something different here uh, during the break, but I want I want you to listen to this. A reporter's asking. I'm going to play the. I'm going to play the question too. He's asking Jin Saki. We've been talking about just lack of supply. We get. Empty shelves. you got Biden out there talking about or the administration talking about maybe not being able to get things by Christmas and calling the CEOs of UPS and FedEx and Walmart into the White House and saying, hey, you guys have to work more hours. And it's like the businesses left and thought, you know what? We never thought about that. We never considered that. Never considered that as a possible solution. Thank you, Joseph R. Biden, for telling us how to successfully run our business um the right way so that's kind of where the narrative stands but what we know in reality is that there is a mess the mess has been caused almost completely by government's responses government's responses depending upon where they are you know different state federal national governments around the world how they've responded to to covid19 they've they've thrown everything into disarray. There's a labor shortage, there's a supply shortage, there's inflation. We're talking about stagflation where there's a stagnant economy mixed with inflation. You got all this mess that's been created. Again, I'm hammering this home because this is important. It's been created by the left and now they're going to go fix the problem that they created. Right? And so she's been asked about this. What's the administration think about this? I want you to listen to this smug, self-righteous, just stupid answer. Just a question on the timing uh, on the supply chain issue yeah. uh, actions that the president has taken. It, it was clear in March – of 2020 when covid hit that, that the supply chains across the world have been disrupted even as as the sort of work to fight back against covid proceeded people it was it was crystal clear that things were not improving on supply chain people couldn't get dishwashers and and furniture and treadmills delivered on time not to mention all sorts of other things so why right, is the tragedy it? of the short the treadmill that's delayed right, the, tra- right, the tragedy of the treadmill that's delayed she says what the heck? I mean, the arrogance. Does she not realize that this pays people's wages? Does she not realize there's shipping companies involved in this? There's health. People get a product and actually can can lose weight on a treadmill, which should make them less susceptible, if we believe everything the government's telling us, make people less susceptible to COVID-19 and having bad... Uh, you know, reactions or having hospitalizations or, God forbid, even even death. She thinks this is a joke. I, I just, and that's how they look at the economy. They, everything, the, what matters to them is government. What matters to them is control. What doesn't matter to them is you. If you sell treadmills, if you give to the Democrat Party, I guess you matter. If you believe in embracing socialism, sure. But if you're just one of the little guys, they'll mock you. They don't understand the economy. They have no idea. They have no idea what they're doing. Either that or they're trying to destroy the very fabric of what we have in this nation and the free market system that we're built upon. Quick time out. Come back and wrap up back here in just a minute. And you know what? The reason that uh, Let's Go Brandon is the (laughs) number one hip-hop song on iTunes, which entertains me in ways I can't even begin to express to you, is because they have destroyed this economy and country in so many ways that it is obvious to people who haven't even been paying attention. It is right there for everyone to see. Our job, by the way, is to make sure they understand it's not just Joe Biden. It's the entire Democrat Party, and it's the entire agenda and worldview thereof. I've got to go. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.